All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Coming in hot is presented by Botano. The game starts now. Here are your hosts, Brent Wallace, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to Coming in Hot, presented by Botano. I'm Brent Wallace, alongside uh, Jason York and Bobby Ryan, two longtime Ottawa Senators. And boys, um, tough loss for the Sens this weekend. We'll get to that in a sec. Colby Armstrong is going to join us. Uh, look forward to always hearing from Army. By the way, the first guy to ever call me Wally on live national television. So um, we'll get to that later as well. Uh, lots of stuff to talk about. So, gentlemen, um, before I guess, you know what? Let's get right to it. The Sens lose. The winning streak is snapped. Artem Zub is hurt. JBD is in. Um, Alex Debrinkit comes to town. He's now the leading scorer. He scored a hat trick on Sunday. He's unstoppable, Yorkie. What did you mm. take out of that Detroit game? Well, one more thing. How about my former captain, Johnny Howie, at Sens practice today, Wally? <laughs> From Ottawa U. They had two call-ups today at practice. Two so, men. That's, that's, you know what? I know people hate it. But I'm going to tell you, for those young guys, Peter Stratus is going to. It's making their year. Like, it's awesome. So, anyways. Oh, yeah. Had to give Johnny a, had to give Johnny a shout out. Well, don't you, don't you remember when uh, Gord Wilson, uh, TSN 1200, for those who don't know, uh, would yeah. sometimes fill in as goalie? It was like. Yes. It was a I huge thrill. Way. Like, Yeah, yeah. Because, Bob, because this is, correct me if I'm wrong, early in the year, it's a little different. But as the year goes on something to break up the daily routine and mundane of putting your skates on. So when Gordy would come out to practice, guys would just love it. They'd start shooting, not hard, but just start whistling a few by his ears, laughing. Was the tower early? <laughs> oh yeah. It's, it's awesome because believe it or not, players do get bored of mm -hmm. everyday routine practice. So to do something like that, it, it fires the guys up. So I love yeah. it. Well, we used to have um, we used to have Pete Peters as a goaltending coach who obviously oh, played, yeah. and he would oh, put the gear on every practice, uh, and hop in to give the other goalies breaks. But then he would he was coaching and then come <laughs> coming off to the side, and then at the end we'd do you know three puck or whatever, and Pete Peters would be in there in full gear at you know sixty years old. It was amazing. Love it. 
before getting further, we are live today, by the way, gentlemen, on Twitter or X, I guess, and on Facebook. If you haven't joined our Facebook page, go ahead. Uh, coming in hot sands, you'll find us. Um, and Doc Chow used to also put the pads on yep. and go out. Hauser, yeah. Yeah. Did you now was he ever on the ice for you, Bob? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've shot and I've shot on him quite a bit. He played uh an amazing amount of goalie for us when me, Clark MacArthur, Chris, you know, we were all hurt. Alfie, Alfie was in town kind of getting us ready with Dono, mm-hmm. and he was our goalie every day. And three on three games would get eat it because some, all of a sudden oh, yeah. Chowser would play well for a stretch. <laughs> Chowser, I love it. it He's such a good dude. And I mean, it's funny to have your doctor who's doing like it. Well, oh, did he do the hand surgeries on you? No, no. Okay. I was going to no. say they have the doctor do the surgery on you, and then he's also trying to shut you down from scoring. Yeah, no, he's taken me to a lot of, a lot of other doctors <laughs> to look at to be like, why, why does this one keep breaking? Oh, <laughs> uh, that's so good. Um, I get okay. So Yorkie, uh, aside from that, the game. Let's get back to it. Yes, yes. Uh, Alex, but who would you like to know? We should get to the Ridley Greg hit as well. Who would you like to know, Wally? I don't know how the Ridley Greg hit is a penalty in any shape or form, um, but he did drill Alex to bring it into the boards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome hit. Uh, nothing wrong with the hit. Uh, Ridley Gregg, who, who I thought was tremendous in that game. One of the, one of the few bright spots for the senators. I thought he was great is talk about him a little more later, but um, no, there's, here's the thing. Early season hockey in the NHL is pretty much awful because <laughs> the refs are calling so many friggin' penalties like that Sens game, I, I tweeted it out. It was completely, completely butchered, butchered by the officials. That's not why Ottawa lost. But Bob can tell you, when you're continually yeah. penalty after penalty after penalty, there's no flow to the game. Fans aren't paying money to watch 11 power plays for either team. And it's just, it's awful hockey. The start of that Senators game was amazing. There was buzz. There was a full house. Guys were flying finishing hits and all of a sudden and I, and listen, I don't love this shit on the refs but just like the players we need to be honest when they're bad and they yeah. were awful they were awful in that game they destroyed a good hockey game and like I said that's not why Ottawa lost but it was just ticky tacky stuff all over the ice and then you know when you make a bad call then you try and do a makeup call then it just gets worse and worse and worse so yeah they get in that pattern just a, right just a terrible game to watch well, it's a third of the game is lost in special teams. And then if you think about that, the guys that aren't really involved in special teams, you're trying to get them rolling. So you add you add another four or five minutes to get some guys back into the flow of oh. things. You're at 30 minutes and the game's done. <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. you the have half a game is, left, but it doesn't feel that way. The worst is when I remember I was coaching junior hockey and you get into one of these games and you're trying to because you as a former player, you know you're gonna lose some guys if you don't get them on the ice. It's gonna get their yeah. legs don't you're trying to I gotta get this guy out, gotta get this guy going, and all of a sudden it's just mumbo jumbo. But yeah, no, it was it's too bad. Uh, full house that, that game had a lot of potential, but that's that's what the regular season is like early on. Uh, traditionally there's a lot of penalties, tons of special teams, much softer brand of hockey. You take this game that we just saw. And you compare it to a game that we're going to watch in June this year, it's going to look like two different sports. Yeah, could not. I don't know about more. you. I don't know about you guys, but I like the hockey in June a lot better. Yeah. Problem. The <laughs> problem is, problem yeah. is, if you play that hockey all year long, eighty-two games, your body's not going to survive. Yeah. It's human. <laughs> it's humanly impossible to play that hard for eighty-two games. There were a total of uh, 32 hits in that game, 20 by Ottawa. It just that, and by the way, that seems down to me. So um, it did seem to take the flow out of it, which means you don't know whether you're supposed to hit guys or not hit guys. I agree. However, that being said, if you're good enough, you'll win the game, and they weren't good enough on Saturday to win that game. Well, that's what that's the old age saying, right? It's good teams don't find a way to lose those kind of games, and that's that's true in some areas. But when a game gets that the game got lost in, in power plays and, and a lot of times games will get off off kilter and you can feel it on the ice, but it'll come back and it looked like nothing was going to come back in that one. Like it just looked like it was a lost game early on. I, yeah. you know, and I, I have only caught snippets of the game. I, you know, I had, I had my kiddos and we were hanging out, but um, there was no flow. There was a zero flow. And those, it, it's just, it's a shame on a two o'clock game in, in Ottawa that is that way. Right. And then to make, 
And when Ottawa did get opportunity, let's give some credit to Billy Husso. He was tremendous in that game. As the game, as the game went on, it was evident that he was just going to lock, he was going to lock it down for them. So that's the thing. You, you get a goaltender. He's, he, he can win you some games. Um, everyone's crapping all over Corpusello. Yeah. A couple goals late in the game weren't great. I thought early on though, he, he made some key saves at key moments, but so far in his in his little body of work not a great start but let's re- let's pump the brakes here let's relax i, I don't I, I don't i don't think i don't okay. think we've seen enough sample size from from jonas corpusalo to say that this was a shitty signing like i, I no he was great in preseason has us had a slow start um seems to be the one thing i am a little concerned about bob the high blocker like something's yeah. going on. Something's going yeah. on up there. And yeah. you as a shooter, you as a shooter, man. Like, I don't know. For me, I was just trying to hit the net, but you guys must be looking for that if you're on the other team, right? Yeah, I always appreciate it. Um, what Pierre Grill did it was I don't need to see a lot of clips. I never was I would watch the shootouts before the game just to see patterns of where guys scored when they were the moves aside, just the shots. What what Pierre always did was put the goalie up in a traditional shooter tutor and say 15 goals here, eight goals here. So you would be able to kind of pick and choose what your targets were. And um, as a right shot, I always liked going high blocker or low glove. And when you get to see that, um, you know, it puts it in perspective that that's the shot. So guys know that. So guys are keying on it for sure. As a shooter, that's one of the few things you actually pick apart on a goalie because you you can never tell with traffic and tips and what's a goalie's fault. But when you can tell where the, go- the goals are going in, yeah, players are starting to – they're going to hone in on it 100%. Uh, I want to bring in Colby, but before that, I just want to get a couple of, uh, of our partner reads out of the way so that we can uh, we don't have to bog them down. Um, and by the way, if you go to Botano, which is our presenting sponsor, the uh, odds have changed a little bit for the Stanley Cup odds, which are interesting to see as you uh, – five games in, you can start to see things start to shift around a little. Uh, guys, is there one pick that you have – that you would like to have a do-over right now, five games in. In my in, overall, um, Just, yeah, like yeah, maybe Edmonton. Edmonton. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I had them winning the Pacific, and now Connor McDavid's out for what a couple of weeks. Oops. So uh, yeah, 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 I would Just like thought, that one back. Yeah, okay. Um, I, I didn't think Anaheim was going to be ahead of him. <laughs> the old duckies, say. Eh? So, hey, if you'd still like to make a futures bet on the Edmonton Oilers winning the Stanley Cup, go ahead. The odds have gone back up. Uh, go. As always, go to botano.ca, download the award-winning app, and get in on all the action. Uh, same game parlays, live bet builder. Uh, all, all that stuff is going on. Plus, you can get ready to bet on tomorrow's game, which is the Ottawa Senators facing the Buffalo Sabres, which should be a good one. We'll get to that later as well. Uh, and by BEI, Bonisher Excavating, Inc., helping to shape the Ottawa Valley course, equipment rentals, aggregate topsoil sales, all the stuff you need to get the job done. Uh, remember, slow down to construction zones. Give them a call, 613-432-1120, or go to BonisherExcavating.com. All right. So now uh, we will bring in our good friend, Colby Armstrong, who's one of the uh, – well, he's just a legend. You can – how do you play for two of the most – bitter rivals of the Ottawa Senators and still be well-liked by the Ottawa Senator fans. That says you're a legend. So, uh, Colby Armstrong, welcome to the show. Got to unmute it. Yep. <laughs> I, I gave you one job. Not good? Yeah, hey, hey, there we go. Oh. <laughs> you, you've, taken the, you've taken the Bobby Ryan school. Yeah. I'm a boomer. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> Uh, cool. <laughs> I know it's awesome. First of all, good to see you guys, Bobby. Congrats on a good career too. I uh, amazing, uh, especially at the end there with what you went through coming back. The hat trick game. I was talking to Yorkie about that. It's pretty awesome yeah. story. Thank you. Um, you said, Bob, you, said Bob, you said Bob ghosted you though. You never got. Back yeah, I said I, I I tried to figure out his number and got him a text message congratulating him. I, I've never met you or talked to you, so I was like, I was like, oh, I got to reach out to this guy. This is amazing. No way, man. I, I didn't hear back, so I don't know. Maybe I got the wrong number. I got bad info, maybe. Yeah, somebody just protected my digits, but uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll shoot. I'll shoot you mine. <laughs> yeah, hey, but I, but I, I do said, appreciate that. I said Bob's good people. I go because you asked me. I go, there's if you text Bob, he's getting back to you. So it must have been a yeah. wrong number. Yeah, uh, 
I, my connection senators is I, as I got older, like in the junior hockey and stuff, and I started like watching teams and liking teams. I, I thought Ottawa was pretty exciting and I'm a big Wade Redden guy. He's uh, his parents are friends with my parents for a long time back and kind of grew up thinking he was pretty awesome. So when he was, when he was raising hell in there and you guys had good teams in Ottawa, it was pretty fun to watch and watch those teams go. Yorkie, you were probably there for that time. Hey. Yeah, never. No love for Yorkie. I was his partner for four <laughs> yeah, years. God damn it, Colby. I think I saw, I think I remember a few uh, clips of seeing you uh, alongside him. So, and then I get to work <laughs> with him and work with Wally or alongside Wally. So it's uh, it's great to be here. Thanks, guys. The uh, Yorkie video was off the glass and out, probably. That's what you saw. Oh, yeah. High flipper. <laughs> high flipper. Oh, just sneaking around out there, though. Pretty sneaky. You got a mustache rolling right now? Is that a duster? Oh, my no, God. No, I haven't horrible. shaved yet. I, that duster is bad. That's a bad oh. muzzy. <laughs> Salt and pepper uh, goatee going. Yeah, I, I still can't get a full beard at age 53. Something's going on. Bobby can't um, There's no chance. He's got the baby face. Bobby's got the baby face. <laughs> I grow a great neck beard. Yeah, the throat tea. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever grow a beard for playoffs? I don't remember you growing one. Oh, I always lost in the first round. We had a good run in the minors, though. Actually, Ottawa, freaking Ottawa, knocked us out. Every team, when I made the playoffs, they knocked us out. Um, but, I, yeah, I could just grow like a, like a teen stash and a neck beard. Just a solid <laughs> neck beard is brutal. It. Still to this day, it's not that great. Um, I want to get – I got lots of questions to ask you, including uh, I'm going to put you on the spot at some point and ask you what question you would ask the boys if you had them on the couch like you do in your segment for Sportsnet. Um, <laughs> but, but in the game on Saturday, I don't know if you saw this or not, Colby, there was the exchange between Debrinket and Kachuk in a scrum. Yeah. After the game, uh, Debrinket said he wouldn't comment on what it was what was said. So I'm just curious, guys, as former players – was there much said about him not being here or is it just because it's on the ice? We just don't say whatever it is to begin with. Colby. I would say that he probably chirped him about not coming back there and deciding to go to Detroit. And I would guess it would be that. Um, that would, that would be what I would have said to him. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I think they're, you know, a team that believes that they're on the rise. They've got good young players and, you know, I think you could feel slighted if you lose a, a guy that's a potential, what does he have now, eight goals this year? It's crazy. Mm. Uh, a guy that can fill the net like that. And, um, you know, I'd be I'd be kind of, uh, in a little ways, I'd be happy he got, you know, a contract and he's playing where he's from. I get it, but I would still chirp him about that. Are you, uh, are you buying what Detroit's selling so far? Like, are they that good? Or is, oh, it, just a, a, is it just a case of soft early season hockey? <laughs> I kind of feel like the season has no rhythm yet and it'll be interesting to see once it straightens out like some teams have played four games already yeah. we're what a few weeks in it's just too much time in between to really understand kind of what your team is um, I got to give it to them though they look um, they look pretty together in their play which is I think hard to find like identity wise they play hard too they've been playing pretty hard they've got good tandem I think that's pretty reliable as well in net um and their power play is crazy it looks so dangerous every time they're out there so um yeah i think i think some teams are having a hard time right now and i think some of the better teams at finding i think every year you have to find your identity and it's it's there's there's just not enough hockey and not enough rhythm to the season right now to make like a full assessment so yes yorkie maybe a little bit of soft early yeah. hockey is yeah. is the answer see well, yeah, i'm gonna I got to go the other way on the wedding gift real quick. Cause that's what I think it was about. I absolutely <laughs> think that Chucky was like, you made nine bananas last year and you got me a fucking silverware set. <laughs> you think he went place setting? Place setting no. for sure. <laughs> no, he didn't. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't know. I don't <laughs> that's I Those napkin rings. Yeah. Yeah. Just the last thing that you could possibly click on on the Amazon wish list, And he clicked it. <laughs> What's left. Okay. Here it is. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, and Colby, I can't remember all the times you played on Pittsburgh, but you certainly played on some great teams. I don't know if you struggled off the start, like in Edmonton. What do you think is happening in Edmonton right now? I think there's just a little bit of, I think a little bit of pressure. I think no Ekholm to start the season kind of rocked it. And then once you get off to, you know, I think it's important to get a good start, right? Like 
you know, Yorkie and Bobby, you guys know like how good it feels to get an apple in the first game, get a W, things start to roll a little bit. You get, you, you get comfy, everything feels a little better. And it's just been a little bit challenging for them to, to get going. And um, I mean, it's pretty early for guys to start chirping in the media about like not getting enough ice time. That's why I got in a tilt that period. And like, I mean, entertained. yeah. Uh, so I, awesome. I think with the pressure, I think with the expectations, I think everyone kind of has them as a team that they looked at going into this year as being a Stanley Cup contender for sure, no question, uh, after almost getting through, you know, Vegas last year in the playoffs. So um, I think it's just it's – just, I think they have to settle into those expectations and it's a little bit different for them as a group where it's kind of been a cloud of, of disappointment for the most part. <laughs> Uh, and it's, it's a different, it's a different narrative. You know, they've kind of slowly gotten better every year and, and, you know, finally they're getting some, some good, some good chatter and it just hasn't shown up here early. Yeah. Well, you're, you played in the Canadian market and you know how hard it is on tendies. Like how, yeah. that's all people are talking about. Right oh now. my God. Like, I know. Tending? Like it's crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, they signed Campbell out of Toronto and he's kind of been a project majority, hasn't he? Like he hasn't been a guy he's had high expectations as, as a high pick and a guy that could, you know, possibly be that guy, but he hasn't been able to consistently like carry it and gets that nice contract. Skinner steals his job. And then, you know, Skinner's this new guy on the block. So I think it's just balancing expectations. Ultimately I feel like Skinner's probably the guy. Um, I think he's, he's going to be, um, and it's just, you know, becoming comfortable. Like we have Tristan Jari in Pittsburgh, you know, and he's he's a really good goalie, two-time all-star and and throws good runs together. But, you know, at the NHL level, when getting used to, you know, accepting all that pressure and, ex- and expecting to be, you know, the horse that carries, you know, majority of the games uh, to be a difference maker, I think that takes a little bit of time of getting used to. And you got one guy that hasn't, kind of hasn't been able to kind of get it going fully. And another guy that's, you know, fairly new to it, you know, fairly new to being that guy. Yeah. Okay. So I quickly ask you about the sentence and that is, are they a playoff team for you? Yeah. I think they're going to finish. I, I picked them to finish second in the division. I think nice. they're, I think they've got a great mix of speed, skill, tenacity, but like some nastiness too, with guys they have in their lineup. Like it's a, it's a great, it's a great mix. The goaltending can it hold up? That's a that's a question. But other than that, I I just think it's, I think they're poised to be like, super dangerous this year with everybody. I I, I think they, even even playing some you know bigger body teams. Uh, it'd be interesting to see like you know the Vegas is some of those out west teams and Colorado the speed that they have and how good they are. But um, I think there's enough compete, even with their skill guys. Like they're not shy to get in there. Like when you have stars on your team that are skilled stars and looked at being certain type of players, but when they, you know, get into hard areas like these guys do, it's, it's a difference maker. So, um, you know, obviously Norris was a big guy to get back in the lineup. What a guy. I love that guy. And, and, you know, he's, he's, you know, big time goal scorer for them too, to add another weapon into the mix. But I, I just look at their lineup and, I, I thought this year they would – I thought last year, I'm not going to lie, I picked them, like, to be a surprise team last year and make the playoffs. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, <laughs> but this year, like, there's there's no question that they're on to something, for sure. Would you um, – did you have Toronto win in the division? Yeah. And then who did you – who did you have third in the division? That was a big kind of a spot for us on the show here where we had some differences of opinion. I, uh, the funny thing is, is I think I had Buffalo there, which I, uh, I know it's early, but I'm like not liking what I see right now. <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm crazy, man. I went, I went like Boston, no playoffs. I went Florida, no playoffs. Yeah. Uh, Tampa, wild card. Tampa, wild, Tampa right there. Yeah. <laughs> teams I picked. And then uh, you get the news, Bassie's out. But and then Boston's off to a hot start. I'm like, what did I? I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, you you just that's people are waiting for. There's got to be a change at some point, right? Yeah. Someone's gonna have to falter. You're ahead of the Col- curve, Col- Col- Colby. I was chatting <laughs> with you. I was chatting with you before we were chatting earlier today. Um, everyone here is obviously big Eric Carlson here in Ottawa. Won a couple Norrises here. How has he been so far for Pittsburgh? Because I know you do color for the Penguins now. You're on the charity. You're there. You're an insider. 
back in the show, boys. I'm back in the show. It's great. You know, back on the plane. Yeah, the no never hungry league. It's it's official. I'm back in there. So it's uh it's been good. We just had our first road trip the other day, got on the charter and buzzed out to St. Louis and they lost. But uh as far as Carlson, like he's been he's been awesome. And you know, the power play hasn't yet. Um, but I think, you know, you get a guy like him in there who's like completely all over the place with his creativity. I think it takes a little bit of getting used to. And and forever too, like I think the Penguins kind of had guys in their spots. You know, Gino's a flank shooter, Sid's down around the net, little chop tips, little bump passes and everything. And Gensel and and I think Rust on the other side. So, you know, I think you have to I think you have to, you know, rotate and move a lot more. And for them to kind of get in sync with what Carlson's doing as, you know, the QB, I think will take a little bit of time. But I, I, I love it. Like every time he gets a puck, I never know what he's going to do. And it's just like the creativity with him and like the awareness of everybody on the ice. And then also a little bit of like, I don't know how it feels in his head or his body, but like the risky business that he operates in with some of the plays and poise he has in tough areas or under pressure has been uh, amazing to watch. So it's, it's, it's been good. And then in, in Detroit a few nights ago on Wednesday night last week, I, I thought, you know, he had three points, a goal and two assists. He could have had easily five points. It was like his his Mona Lisa so far as a Penguin. And uh, his compete level when the game got a little tight late and he started ramping up in a loss trying to tie the game. It was just crazy how he took the game over. So yeah. um, I expect more of that from him. And, and you know, Kyle Dubas made a comment about, like, in acquiring him, what Jason Spez's input was on him and making him go back and look at him in the playoffs. Um, look at him when he had some runs in the playoffs and, and check out his compete level when the chips were high and um, and how he battled and, and a knock on him defensively, right? And see him, you know, in those situations defensively and how he played um, and, and, and you know, they could see that. So I'm, I'm excited to see, like, what it could be once it starts ticking because mm-hmm. there's no question, like, he's, he's one of the more creative, um, high-end players I've, I've seen. Like it's, it's, it's crazy. And they've even like revamped. They don't even do like, they do it every once in a while, but like the bump back pass on the power play, it's just like, no, EK 65 just gets it. He takes two pop strides and he's gone. It's crazy. (laughs) It's crazy. His skating. You can get out of trouble so easy. Like you got an angle on him. No one stride. See ya. We watched him. Go ahead, Bob. No, sorry. Uh, We used I was on the power play with him for quite a, quite a bit of time obviously and they were like what do you want to do and i'm like well i'm not skating with that guy so send me to the far blue line i'll, I'll be the post up <laughs> i'll just post Bob, up. i'm, I'm I not remember... catching him in any direction no yeah i know i, I know and i remember, I remember when he came in the league i remember for checking him and like he was young no one really knew about him but it like he wasn't he was kind of timid to get hit he was really small and the game was different when he first came into there's still some yeah. like big guys and and he would like he would set up behind the net or something, or if you didn't get a full piece of him, he's gone. Like his two strides, he's gone. He, yeah, it's crazy yeah. how how much pop he has in his legs with those strides. And um, yeah, he's a separator. But then his brain is crazy. He just does awesome stuff. He does amazing stuff when he's when he's got the puck. Like you don't even expect it. Like even in the press box, best seat in the house. And I'm still like, whoa! How do you see that? How do you do that? So uh, yeah, he's going to be exciting to watch for sure this year with the mix of some of the players they have. Like you're you're pretty busy right now, eh? You've got Oof. Colby on. You've got Colby oh, I'm a loser, coach. boys. You're I'm doing. A loser. Did you not make enough money? Like no, I know. Right? I just never say no. I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you got kids in hockey. You got like where are you? Are, are you get, like you got to take care Nuts. of yourself. You I know. I know. And I was going to start working out this year, boys. I haven't really worked out <laughs> since I retired. I'm getting fat. I'm fattening up. You know, well, if you're gonna be like, if you're gonna be on the bird now. I've seen guys oh, eat their way out of the league, but you can't. You gotta go right past the charcuterie. Out of my suits, right out of the suits. The neck is getting huge, boys. The neck is blowing up the buttons on the suit. You're you're just shaping up for the podcast game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's the that's the shape of the podcast, people. Podcast by the body, way, big time. By the way, con- congrats on the podcast. It's fantastic. Um, uh, love you. game notes. So one of the things uh, we have a new, okay, this is good. It's got to do with you. So bear with me for a sec. We have a new sponsor in the show. It's Wendy's. Um, they're coming up with a uh, brand new. What did you, you just say yeah. Wendy's and you right. said it. Hang on. Or something or what? Hang on. Hang on. Just, just bear with me. I made a new graphic and everything for this. So Wendy's, they have a daily, you go to dailyfaceoff.com. There's going to be a brand new 
survivor pool. It's going to start soon. Uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, the reason I bring that up is because now we have a thing called the, the Wendy's Golden Nugget. It's a golden nugget of information. And today, Colby, let's see, look fancy. We spent a lot of money. Today, oh. we came up with a golden nugget for you. And you already know this, but our viewers don't, maybe. You scored one goal at the World Championships in 2007. Ended up being the ga- the gold medal winning goal. Yeah. Uh, as Canada beat uh, Finland 4-2. So I just thought I'd bring that up. You uh, scored the gold medal winning goal. I'm just curious to what that feels like. I have to remind people that I did that as I, I brag about myself with that one. Um, <laughs> I scored to make it three to one. It was my only goal of the tournament. And uh, it was in Russia, in Moscow. And uh, Rick Nash had an unbelievable tournament. He was like crazy. And he's got, he scored the fourth goal to make it four two with a minute left in the game. And I always say Rick Nash stole my thunder. He, he screwed me out of like <laughs> national heroism stuff here. If anyone watches the world world championships, I don't know. <laughs> but he scored with like two guys on his back doing the splits, like got the goalie over here, then one hander back, like falling down, tucked it in. It was this amazing goal. And it's like the at the time it was like the goal that they kept showing and like the highlight, and it was amazing. Meanwhile, I'd already put the game away with the game winner, right? <laughs> Three two. And he stole my thunder. So yeah, yeah it was uh amazing i got to do that twice so you know represent your country is pretty cool and go to those things and, and i got to meet lots of really cool guys too we had a great great groups of guys and i went a few years later to switzerland and uh yep. played with marty st louis who's coaching montreal now and um that it, team it's, it's was a great stacked. experience yeah that team that had spezza heatley right yeah if i'm not mistaken dion the Phaneuf, swiss, swiss team luke shen yes uh yeah. you get into the final is hitch yeah, the we, no, Lindy Ruff is the coach, if I'm not Ruff, mistaken. Ruffles. Um, that's the one where you called me Wally over the boards, yeah. and then you skated back around. You go, do you like that? <laughs> <laughs> nickname um, guy. Big nickname you, guy. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that team was uh, – I I think Rick – no, Shane Doan, I think, was on that team. You got – it was – uh, Shane Weber was – team um yeah. probably a better team than the year we won gold we we lost in a gold medal game to russia that year which was brutal yeah. we couldn't score on brzgalov it was crazy but um yeah. yeah our team that year was way better and the team in russia the year before was more like we had good players don't get me wrong but we were more grindery like a grinder style team a little bit and and we never lost a game in the whole tournament so it was kind of funny how it worked out but um yeah it's just it was awesome experience wally yeah covering those yeah. isn't it great it's awesome it's the best. Tournament. So a blast. Uh, so coming back to playing with Sid, I'm just curious, does he give you any more scoops now that you're a broadcaster? Like, Hey Sid, like what's the lineup today? And he's like, I don't know who you no. are. Oh, he hmm. sucks. He doesn't give me any scoops. He gives me nothing. <laughs> just like when I played with him, I'd ask him to pump my tires when I was feeling down. And he was like, you're doing okay, buddy. Like, keep going. Like, brutal. <laughs> brutal on the tire pumps for me also. Like, trying to dig myself out of a mental hole, you know. And uh, But, yeah, it's it's that's probably one of the coolest things for me in retirement right now is, is getting to work in Pittsburgh and work for the Pens yeah. and getting to, like, watch him every single night. Um, it's It's been amazing. Some of his milestones. And then, you know, Stanley Cup back-to-backs when they won there. I was kicking around for those, too. So, um, anytime you get to watch a player like that and it's like right now it's, it's, it's been awesome to follow him, and obviously, and now just be around him and watch him. It's, it's awesome. I met, I met, I was down in, uh, Annie Ganesh, Nova Scotia, and I met one of Sid's junior buddies. He's on the Tim Hortons commercial with him. He's this fighter guy. Play, yeah. I think he's still, I think he's still playing. Yeah. 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 Great guy. Great guy. And he, Judy. He told me the best Sid story, and I just because you don't really know Sid, you think he's this quiet guy, and he told me every summer he takes his boys on a trip, and they just got to show up at the airport. They don't know where they're going. They just tell their wives and their girlfriends we're going with Sid, and I just love that Sid never forgot the guys he grew up with. And I'm like, what a great guy! Takes his boys away. He goes off the grid for a week, has some fun, and I was like, wow. I just like, I, I love this man. I just a whole new found a respect for Sid hearing that story. Yeah. Yeah. He's still tight with like a handful of guys he played junior with in Ramuski. And, and those are kind of the guys in his, in his group. And another guy, yeah. 
Mike, Mike chase on, who's the e-bug goalie in Pittsburgh now. And he works for, you know, the youth hockey program that we have that my son plays yeah. at. He's a goalie instructor there. So yeah, he's, he takes care of his buddies pretty good. He's, he's, he's a great guy. Love it. What year is your kid playing junior pens? He is 2010 born. So he's 13 years oh. old, first year hitting. So we just started oh. this year. Actually, he just broke his collarbone in Boston last weekend. So he's, he's trying to heal up yeah just little bird little baby bird collarbones you know just snapped and uh (laughs) he got crushed trying on a breakout you know my dad the best advice my dad always said you got to have your head on a swivel he used to tell me head on a swivel tonight eh?" and i was like oh yeah okay and uh yeah it's important (laughs) when you're coming out as a winger that you you make sure who's coming down on you or who's on coming off the side so he got walloped pretty good but he started the year pretty good it's it's been fun and hockey's grown like crazy and in Pittsburgh. Uh, and, you know, I think a lot has to do with Mar Mario, obviously, but as Sid and Sid has like a learn to play program that he started. It's, it's, it's been awesome. The practice rink has been huge and um, tons of kids play now. So it's, it's been really good for hockey. Well, my, yeah. My kid just played the Oh seven. Then they just got pumped like seven to two or something by oh, the yeah. junior pens. So thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Oh, did they, did they pump you guys? Yeah, but that team's really good. They've got uh, – Todd White's kid plays on that team. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, we got yeah. a lot of Ottawa kids that come down here. We get the Ottawa yeah. kids. We get – we've had a few Halifax kids, I know, and they, they bill it in Pittsburgh and stuff for yeah. some of those older teams. So, yeah, we they, they do pretty good with some of their teams. Isn't Whitey's kids pretty good? Yeah, drafted by the 67s and the USHL as well. Yeah. I think yeah, he I played just with committed the, to – We played with Whitey in Atlanta. Yes. Oh, oh did oh, you? Okay. Yes, that's right. Uh, do you have any Todd yeah. White stories? He's pretty quiet. Yeah. Well, he's pretty, sorry, he's, yeah, he's, he's quiet in public. Yeah, he'll hey? chat to you. He'll chat. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's always oh. got his glasses and he's fixing his glasses all the time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was great. I remember I had a, I had two goals in one shift against Ottawa, another Ottawa connection. And I, I it was like a minute and a half left in the game. And, of course, Whitey's out there. He's like the empty net master. And it was a D zone face off. And I was like, Oh, come on. If I'm going to get a hat trick ever in my life, like this will be it. This is the night, you know? And I didn't get out there. Whitey gets a puck, launches it 200 feet. He was like on the goal line, like launches it down the ice and buries it. And that was it. They threw the Teddy back in. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding. Like, Whitey, Whitey nails it. Of course, Whitey nails it. Oh, uh, uh, hey, good player. All I remember with Whitey, I played them, I think for a year and a bit. Remember when they used to hand out, army the the uh the stat sheets after the game you get the thing whitey would be all over his face-off percentage just going over it like a fine tooth <laughs> comb and then oh man it's like whitey it's over like i got i was i was nine and six on face-offs not nine and eight that's wrong <laughs> he remembers hey he remembers oh, he remembers. you had two two goal games against ottawa in your career Ooh. uh Eight goals, 18 points in 28 games against the Mighty Sens. Wow. Do you want me to tell you that both games? Yeah. Uh, March 18th, 2010 was against Atlanta in, or sorry, against Ottawa in Atlanta, 6-3 victory. And in uh, December 16th, 2008, a 4-1 victory over Ottawa. I don't remember that one. I don't remember that one. That's too long ago. Danny Heatley got a 10-minute misconduct. Wow. I was probably in his kitchen. I was probably getting him fired <laughs> yeah. up. I was getting him fired up, man. Yeah. Hey, I got two more than you tonight, Alfie. <laughs> I remember playing uh, against Alfie early when they had like they stormed to the cup final that year. And like he would get the puck and he would keep the puck. They uh, Sens had a good team, you know, and, and they knocked us out in the first round when we were just in Pittsburgh starting to get good and they went to the final and ended up losing but i remember alfie would like get the puck and it was in regular season and guys changed and he stayed on obviously and had the puck in our zone and was going like one on five by himself like un like unbelievable like keeping the puck separating from guys spin off a guy he was like baiting guys everywhere it's just crazy what he did it's like we could get the puck from him he was just like <laughs> it was it was nuts and then you know yeah and all the other stars that they had there at the time it was pretty pretty tough team was that the learning curve year? Like you guys got yeah. stuck that year, right? And everybody was like, "Oh, I think we won one. We won one game." Sorry, you swept Ottawa the next year. I think. Oh, the next year was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was. I got uh, traded for Hosa. Yeah, I got traded at the deadline that year, but um, 
Yeah, that was like the next after we lost to Ottawa that year, the Pens and like all of us younger guys and stuff. We were like, "Oh man, we're going to be good next year." You could just feel it. You knew it. Like the belief was there. And then, you know, at the time, like you know, Sid was twenty years old, so it was like he was just ready to roll. And um, yeah, we had we just had good young guys and mixed with good yeah. old guys. It was like really, really good mix. So, but we learned a lot. Ottawa, yeah, they were physical, tough, deep fast they could score like i still i chris neal's my most hated player like oh my god like i couldn't he, he flies he crushes you he could beat you up like what can you do i just tried to antagonize him a bit and then like when he he'd always try to fight me and i'm like oh I, I, you killed me buddy he's a, he's a maniac i just like push him to the limit and then back away <laughs> you're looking for a good change right when he hits yeah. when, he, when he goes red you're looking for a dump and change oh get off oh, get off yeah army i don't want that shit in practice every day it was no oh, different imagine i couldn't imagine yeah he's a he's a rock too he blew my shoulder out in the minors neil too and they were in bingo they had good team in bingo that lockout year and everything too so yeah. they had a lot of really good players and neil was running around that rink in binghamton is so small too it was just crazy both jank off Holy God! Right. Man, so that's Army. You had uh, you had Terry and Michelle Terry when you're in Pittsburgh, eh? Yeah, and in Wilkesbury, yeah, a lot of years. Oh, so you got a heavy dose of Michelle Terry, and how was that? Oh yeah, it was hard, but it was it was good. Like I I was good with I was good with like hard coaching. I was I'm, I was fine with it. Like he was he was hard on all of us, but he's hard on me. And I had him for a long time, and I'd always like respond, you know. So, yeah. um. I, I wanted to please him, you know, but you know, at, at times when it wasn't going as good, you, you know, it can be when you have a harder coach, it's, it's not easy. So, um, but, but I, I liked it. Like I learned, to like him, you know, it was, and then he came and he signed me later in Montreal. Like he, you know, when Bert Bergevin and him took over in Montreal and I remember that. Uh, I left Toronto and went to Montreal and I knew him. So I knew it was a good spot for me. He knew me, he knew my personality, he knew what I could do, knew how I played, knew how I was in the dressing room and stuff. So um, it was, it was a comfortable relationship after time for sure. Has he ever heard your imp impersonation of him? Yeah. He busted me doing it a few times. <laughs> did he? Oh. <laughs> how, did he get, how did he get you? I was uh, hey, first. I, I can was... you give us the impersonation? You got to tell the it story. Was... The story is so good. Yeah, this one, I was like in the buffet line at lunch and I was, all the guys were in there sitting down and I didn't know he was in there and I was just being an idiot. I was like, look at these potatoes, huh? They're pretty fair. And then I'd slap like some potatoes on my plate. Then I go to the next one and I just kept doing it till I got to the end and I turned to the side and he was standing in line right next to me. And I, I thought I was just being a beauty. I thought I was being a beauty. I literally had, I didn't even get like anything like spaghetti or anything yet. I was like, Oh my God. I just ran over to my seat and sat down at like a table by myself. And I was like looking around. I was like, Holy jeez, The boys were loving it. That's amazing. Did he appreciate That's it? Fucking great. I didn't say anything. So I don't know if he knew what I was doing or if he just let it slide. Maybe he just knew I was being an idiot. <laughs> I, I, I miss those. I miss those times. That's a, that's right. That's the stuff. That's, yep. a, that's the good stuff. Yeah. That's the stuff I miss the most. I think about not playing, like being on the ice. And sometimes you watch like a competitive game or if in the building and it's like a big game and it looks like yeah. it'd be really exciting to be out there. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I wish I was still playing. But yeah. most of the stuff that I miss is like just going to the rink every day, hanging out with the boys, like, Stuff like that, hanging up, just, just yeah. goofy stuff on the planes and, and hotels and everything. Yeah, absolutely. So, did you, were you in Pittsburgh when he first took over and he made that famous speech on his first day of? Yeah, I think it's our job to be the worst. We're trying to be the worst defensive team in the league. I was like, oh boy. Oh man, really? you guys should have seen and read some of the articles in Wilkesbury. They're way better, but that one was in the NHL, so it got some traction. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was, uh, yeah, he called us, he, I got called up a little bit later after he had taken over and then called me up uh, and I, and gave me an opportunity to, to finally play. Cause I played three and a half years in the minors without getting called up. So it was like kind of my first, you know, chance of freedom and, and, an opportunity to <laughs> get out of the minors. Um, but yeah, that was, that was like legendary. That was legendary. I think we were playing against Atlanta and, they ran up the score on us and it was, it was bad. And then after the game, yeah, he let us have it. The softest defensive core in the league. 
that's, that's their yeah. that's their goal. Guys don't care. Oh yeah, what do you say? Maybe Max Talbot, but what's he five seven? it was so i was like how's he gonna last i would i would have to laugh right through that like there's no way i would have made it through i I was always the guy in the corner when like and i always pay i always tipped extra for trainers to like give me the good spot that would be in the corner and as soon as coaches would start i'd have to fuck i'd have to just put the head down between because i can't handle it when they go after somebody (laughs) i'm immediately breaking down laughing i know everyone thinks like after a tough loss sometimes you know when you don't like have it or the team just it's a bad night and and obviously you're upset you lost and stuff but you ever get like in the shower with the boys after you look at each other you're like everyone's like we got lit up one time oh i just got in the shower and i'm I'm, we're we're doing exactly that i was like fuck we started taking on water real early and it never stopped (laughs) (laughs) it's so good so all right so there's like nothing you can do yeah. Uh, Colby, you have this segment now that's on Sportsnet where you uh, are, are on the smallest couch in the history yeah. of couches. It's real leather. It's real leather. <laughs> it looks very expensive. Yeah. Um, what If you were to have Yorkie and Bobby on the couch, what questions would you ask them? Whoa. Get deep, Wally. I don't think Bobby it's about his. I would ask him about his stick. I, I feel like Bobby is a long stick, and I I notice his blade looks really big, kind of too. Like, I would ask him about that. Some of the guys that I sat with has been pretty cool. We're going to talk about Tage Thompson tonight on Sportsnet, as it's the only game going tonight, Montreal against Buffalo. Um, but I would I would probably try to get you to show me your stick and stuff. Obviously, a good shooter. Um, but I thought it looked just looking at you, your stick looks so long and your blade looked big. Yeah. It's, it's just different. Yeah. Accurate. And I had the, what team Mussolini told me once and I'll never forget it was that if you can play in the league with the stick that Bobby Ryan uses, you're the best player in the world. Cause he tried it. <laughs> he took like two shots with it and gave it back to him. I was like, I don't know how you do it. I mean, it was, it's a banana peel what I use. And, uh, <laughs> It was long because something had to make the flippers didn't quite work well, so something had to make up for it. I could read a play and you know, big wingspan, but I couldn't get there with the feet. Oh. <laughs> I'd ask, I'd ask Yorkie about what it was like playing with Wade Redden. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? <laughs> and and uh, and and Army would have to apologize to me because back in two thousand and twenty. We did a oh show at Sports. We did it was New Year's Eve, and we were both in Sportsnet for New Year's Eve 2019-20. And we just went nice. out and got shit canned at a bunch of old fashions. Yeah. And we're walk I, I still have the video. I can't show anybody the video because we're acting like idiots. We're walking down the street. Oh. It was the greatest jinx of all time. Colby Armstrong declaring that 2020 was going to be the greatest year ever. And if we told everybody in downtown Toronto that we walked by, 2020, it's going to be awesome. Ah, Happy New Year. It's going to be the best 2020. Let's go. I was just, you know, the streets are packed. Everyone's enjoying themselves. Everyone's like us, you know, just a couple too many. And we're heading back to the hotel. Yorkie videotapes this thing. Like, how long later was COVID in, like, the worst year ever? It was, like, the <laughs> Two worst. Two months later. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I remember I was talking to Yorkie. I'm like, remember that 2020 best best year ever video? Oh, my oh, God. Dude. What a jinx. What a jinx. Epic uh, jinx. That was a good night. But, yeah, it didn't turn out how I thought. Uh, before we let you go, uh, I don't know if you've seen Brady, Brady and Matthew Kachuk have their new Hyundai car commercial with their mom, Chantal. Yeah. That makes me think that's not the best car commercial ever done by a player in the National <laughs> Hockey League. I think it's pretty good. I think if we go back to the Pittsburgh days of you and Max Talbot would be the best car commercial ever made. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. 
That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Well, it still lives every once in a while. It it it, it rears its head on, on social media. Someone will plug it up there off of YouTube. Of course, YouTube, you know, it never goes away. So uh, that was like when YouTube just started. Because I remember the car guy that did it. He wanted to film this commercial. It ended up going on TV too, but he put it on YouTube and it just like took off. And it's horrible acting. We're terrible. <laughs> My jeans couldn't be baggier. Uh, like I, it's just like the worst time. And me, Talvit, Gonchar, uh, and Malkin. Malkin doesn't say a word. He catches a set of keys. He just stands there. And I remember the night before. I remember the night like it kind of came out, but I like it was like you had no clue how anything worked. So I think it was like on YouTube, and somehow Jay Leno like got it on his show. And I w- we had a game the next day, and I was sleeping. And I remember my like my wife came running upstairs, and she's like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, "What?" I woke up, you know, it's like later at night. I was just settling in. I just got up like, what? She's like, oh my God, your car commercial was just on Jay Leno as like the worst car commercial ever. I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, 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 I felt like I got like immediately I got hives because you guys know when you go to the rink the next day, like you're getting abused. Yeah. It's like oh, getting yeah. a haircut. You come to the rink with a haircut. The boys just give it to your haircut. You're just so <laughs> self-conscious. I just knew I was going to get abused. I, was, I I had hives all over my chest. I, my heart was beating so fast. I was like, this is the worst thing ever. And we showed, I showed up to the rink. Of course, the boys gave it to us pretty good and gave it to me. So it was, uh, yeah, that was, that was, uh, that was something else. Yeah. It just comes up every once in a while. It's all so good. really one of the few ads I've ever done in my playing days and local car commercial. Are those ever good? No, <laughs> no they're not supposed to be. We got to yeah, show they're... it, Wally. We, do we got it? No. No, I was too lazy. I didn't get it. Um, <laughs> what a beauty. <laughs> I pulled an Alex to brink it. I was just lazy. Um, oh, oh is that too soon? Roughness. <laughs> anyway, uh, Colby, we appreciate your time. I know you've uh, got to get settled and get ready to, oh. to do your 47th job that you have at Sportsnet. And uh, Bobby, are you still living next to Naomi and Greg in Nashville? Beautiful place down there. Yes, I direct next door neighbors. Great friends of mine. You have to say hi to them. And uh, Nashville's amazing. Getsy's in there now, right? He's living there. So you probably have a pretty good crew. Neighbors are awesome. Those people are great people. So, Yorkie, thanks for having me on. Wally, appreciate it. As always. Good to see you. Take care, Army. So good. Uh, Very good. There goes Colby Armstrong. Um, You could talk to him for hours because he's got so many stories. So we'll get get him back. Uh, I did did Bobby and Wally. I did studio with, with Colby for about a year i never laughed so hard we'd go yeah. out and after and just just a great dude yeah. so just and he's he's gotten so good on tv man like he's uh that little segment have you seen it bobby colby on the couch i've seen like the clips of it i've actually never watched one of them and i will uh, yeah. um but i feel so like he's good. really grown but I, now i know he's got 47 jobs but i'm like i've seen him way more the last couple yep. of years so yeah he's everywhere. everywhere yeah he's gotta learn to say no <laughs> he didn't he didn't make as much as you apparently <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, all right we got to get to uh our doordash uh hot and cold performers so let's let's get right to it shall we um for a limited time by the way if you uh, go to doordash and download the app choose what you want from where you want and your items will be left safely outside your door with our default contactless delivery setting for a limited time our listeners get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter Nation25, all uppercase letters. That's Nation25 up to a $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the app at DoorDash. Uh, enter Nation25. Don't forget, Nation25, 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Unfortunately, Bobby, offer valid in Canada and uh, terms apply. All right. So here now... It's time for the DoorDash Hot and Cold Performers. And 
I feel like we should start with, let's go with Yorkie. Oh, okay. So we're starting hot here. Um, and this wasn't easy for me. Actually, I could have went. Easy answer if you're going to say who's hot for the Ottawa Senators. Jake Sanderson's, he's been their all-around best player since day one. He's telling you right now, I keep saying it, this guy's going to be getting Norris Trophy votes. He's been that good. But it's boring to keep picking the same guy. So I went with Ridley Gregg. I thought he was, uh, mentioned earlier in the show, I thought he was one of the bright spots in the loss to Detroit. The goal aside, this guy just competes every single time he's on the ice. He's yeah. a little bastard to play against. <laughs> he had the great hit on Debrinket, um, 60% on draws, five shots on goal. But the thing I like about him the most, Bob, he extends plays in the offensive zone. Yeah, He's not, he's not afraid to hold on to the puck, and that's what, the, the good players do you hold it a little extra something will open up and i'm i that's what i'm noticing big time in his game this year he's holding on to the puck way more confident looks like he worked on his mitts a little bit this summer because he's had a couple nice little in and out moves inside the yeah. offensive zone but he is he's making the most of his opportunity because if 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 pinto was here there'd be a little more battle for that for that second line center position but he's grabbed it he's running with it and he's making the most of his opportunity. And uh, I just love how he's playing. I think this kid's off to a great start in his career. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. By the way, that plus minus, uh, plus five leads the Ottawa Senators. Um, yeah, and they, I know, didn't even know that. Yeah, I, I know, know you guys hate the plus minus stat. It's a terrible stat. Terrible stat. <laughs> it does show that he might be defensively responsible, is all yeah. I was trying to get at. He just competes. He, he just competes, Wally. Like, he makes you earn your ice if you're playing against him. For a young guy... Still going to make mistakes, but I, there's a lot to like. Um, yeah, I, I like the I like the confidence. Like he's not afraid to throw a little sauce across the ice, right? and, and like I, I saw a couple of plays, and I was like, boy, if I did that back in 2007, I, and, and even if I made the pass, Carlisle, Carlisle saved you. Look, Carlisle saved you. Get to the uh, bench. I love, man. I love the way he plays. I I agree with Yorkie. It's a great pick. Great pick. All right, uh, I'm going to come back. I got a question I want to ask, but I'm coming back to that in a sec. All right, let's go to Bobby's hot or cold performer of the day. So I, I went cold, and I I think we should agree that this is not a criticism this time around. There will be cold streaks that we're going to have to be open about players not playing great hockey. Kubalik just can't buy a point. So Dominic Kubalik is um, my cold player of the day, and I don't think he's played poorly. I just would love to see him bury one. I think his confidence would go through the roof if he did, but I think he's played well. I think he's gotten in on the four check. I think he's created some space for his line mates. Um, I think he's probably got a couple third assists, which nobody, which Yorkie's, you know, that's where Yorkie made his money, but fans would, <laughs> fans would absolutely love to see it. Um, so I'm, I'm not being hard on him here. He's just running cold and Clark MacArthur would say he's colder than a lake trout. And it will turn. It will turn for him. Uh, not playing poorly. I want to stress that. Yeah. Yeah. I, Is he doing enough away from the puck? See, I think he was, you know, I'm yeah. thinking just directly on the Josh Norris goal, the separation there. I th I'd like to see him. I think I'd like to see him push guys back a little bit more on entries. I think he, he tends to get over and float from time to time. And that's what shooters do. Um, and I think he's going to have to realize that, that there's going to have to be a little bit more of that in his game going forward. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. So here's my yeah. question, guys. If It's part of the pick one category. If I had three guys, I would have, again, I was lazy. If you could only pick Shane Pinto or Ridley Gregg in your lineup, money aside, who, oh <laughs> whoa, whoa. who is your second line center? You're trying to make us go viral on a Monday. <laughs> I, man, York, you got to go first. <laughs> uh, that's that's a that, that's a really tough question, but I can only go with sample size, and I've had more sample size with Pinto. He's shown me over a longer period of time that he's an NHL player, that he's ready for it. Yeah. I love the fact that he's your a right shot center. You already got Stutzla, who's your left shot center. So I, I, I'm bringing him. That's one of the biggest reasons. I think he's really risk. I think they're different players. I think he's more of a cerebral. I think he's more of a cerebral player 
than Ridley Greg. I think Ridley's more of a reactionary player. He's going to be more of a, a quote-unquote shit disturber, which is great. I want both of them in my lineup. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I deciding. So more sample size. He's got like, come on. Pinto scored 20 goals last year. That's you the whole argument. You can't well, say right now that you're going to take it's the, it. And here's the thing judging. And as much as I've just pumped the tires of Ridley Gregg, because we only have so far this season, a little bit last year, you have to see how a player plays over time. That's why it's la- it's laughable when everyone's deciding what's going to go on with the Senators after after whatever they've played five games, six games. You just it's too small of a sample size. But for me, Pinto was very consistent last season, um, and I I think Pinto is going to be an excellent two way uh, player in this league for a long time. I think Ridley Griggs would be a really good player too. But you gotta. Scouts just don't go watch a guy for five. Oh, all right. Mine's made up. <laughs> this guy's a player. Yeah. It, it yeah. takes, it takes time. And that's, and that's to me, my long winded answer. What's wrong yeah. with the league. Now guys get rewarded too quickly. And I, Hey, I love guys getting paid. I love guys getting money, but too many teams now have to take these gambles on players and pour all kinds of money in early when you don't really know what you're, what the player is going to be. But, I, I think I know what Ridley Gregg is. I've watched him, but I've watched Pinto longer, so I'll take Pinto. I have to take you. Twenty goal scorers don't grow in trees, but um, right. and right-handed centers don't grow in trees, so I'm taking Pinto. Um, and I'd like to revisit that in a year from now. Because mm-hmm. yeah, it, the debate's interesting only because it, and Shane Pinto or sorry Ridley Gregg's I think played 25 games. He's got three goals, 13 points, if I'm not mistaken. So, right, not a big offensive production side, if you will, but not bad. That's about half a point well, a game. Half a point a game is yeah. is he brings just a different element of that physical game. So that's why Shane Pinto, extremely off, I think offensively talented. So that's mm-hmm. why to me it's just an interesting debate because they're different players. Yeah. Very different. And, and you got to see too, like if you're playing the style that Ridley plays, you got to make sure your body can hold up. I'm not saying it's not going to, but that's really tough hockey to play in uh, game in and game out. It takes yeah. a toll. Like you're giving hits like you saw against a bracket, didn't it? But you're taking them too. Yeah. And uh, it looks like he's put some good muscle and some good size. And he's still a young guy. It's like, hey, let's. Let's let's just let the kid breathe here for a while and watch. I'm enjoying what he's doing. I'm enjoying what he's doing right now. Me too. Like I said, he's playing great. Keep it up. It's it's that's what they say. That it's 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 tougher to make. It's tough to make the NHL. It's even tougher to stay there and be consistent. I agree. And by the way, Yorkie, we call them shift disturbers. Okay. <laughs> I like that. So uh, before I got one last, I want to go back to Jonas Corposalo for a sec. Um, but before we do that, I just want to let you know if you haven't already gone to Wendy's and tried the bacon cheeseburger, uh, it's a barbecued bacon cheeseburger, I should say. It is very good. Or you could just DoorDash it and have it sent to you. But uh, Wendy's has a new menu coming out or new items on the menu. And that includes the barbecue bacon cheeseburger. Don't forget, uh, coming up soon will be the Wendy's Daily Faceoff Survivor Pool. So now back to that. Jonas Corpusalo, I know you brought it up earlier. It's a small sample size. But his save percentage, and I know there's a couple goals that weren't his, that had nothing to do with him. But his save percentage is terrible, <laughs> Yorkie. Oh, am I going first again here? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. If it's a defensive side of the game, it starts with you. That's how it works here on the show. This would be, and like I said, it's very small sample size. It's way too early to say that this guy's been a terrible signing. I will say this about goalies, though. Playing in a Canadian market is tough. Some guys can handle it. Some goalies can't. It's just you see it with goalies. It's just a totally different thing. It's every single day you're talking to a guy like Wally or Mendez is in there, whoever, maybe, and it's just question, question, question. So you're always gotta, you always got to kind of justify your performance. But he looks like, and I don't know Corpus Allo, I'm just going off what I've heard him. He looks like a guy that pretty well takes things in stride and can – handle playing in a market because look at the markets he's played in so far what columbus la this is a totally different animal you're playing in in, in ottawa and i'll just bring back when, when gerber was here um wally and some of these other guys they just 
some guys can't handle the heat. Look at Frederick Anderson in Toronto. Like it's just, it's, it eats guys up. So we'll see. It's way too early, but Hey, stats stats aren't great, but let's, again, let's give it, give it 10, 20 games and then we'll have a conversation. That's, that's the only thing I'll add there is there is an adjustment period and you can look good in preseason how many guys do we think are going to score 15 goals a year in preseason? Then you get to the game and you're like, Daniel Winnick was never scoring 15 goals. Yeah. <laughs> no offense. Yeah. Winnie's a great player in his own respective way. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I just remember every year they're like, he's going to have a breakout year. And I'm like, no, he isn't. <laughs> but that's the thing, right? I, I don't. Yeah. Don't. Like preseason. Yeah. The, the guys who score all the goals played all the games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm going to give. And I like what you said there. Um he does look like a guy that just kind of takes it in stride and I think he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I think that I would love to talk about it after 10 games, let him bump it up the numbers. Cause I think he'll settle into something. He needs He's okay. I think it's Forsberg uh, tomorrow night as Ottawa hosts Buffalo. And it is Craig Anderson. Who's going oh. to have his retirement. If you will, he's going to sign his one day contract. Uh, we'll talk about that game tomorrow. Uh, plus we got some other news and notes to discuss. And uh, once again, the DoorDash hot and cold performer will be back. I don't know who you guys are picking for that yet, um, but I want to thank Colby Armstrong. Oh, and before we go, finally, what, just finally, uh, if you haven't heard, uh, Rick Bonus, who was uh, one time coach of the Ottawa Senators and his son is now the assistant GM of the Ottawa Senators, Ryan, um, Rick's wife suffered a uh, seizure, and so he stepped away from uh, the team right now to be with her. So uh, we just wanted to say our condolences, our, sorry, our, our sympathies and everything, and our thoughts are with the Bonus family uh, through a difficult time. It's always tough when it's public like that. Yeah, uh, awful. Yep, get healthy. So you know, uh, we will. Right? Yes, absolutely. So uh, we will be back tomorrow when we uh, kick it off again at 3 p.m. Just get you set for the Buffalo game and to see now which team is better in the rebuild. It'll be decided in one game tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> see you guys. See you, Jen. Take care. Coming in hot is brought to you by Botano.ca. Please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel to never miss an episode.